0: You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by TravCon. Welcome to the Traveller Minute. This week, we're doing something a little different and highlighting the international destination of Portugal. Thomas, my travel partner, is joining me on this episode and we're recording from Lisbon. We've added a lot of video footage on this episode, so if you're a podcast listener, you may want to tune in to our YouTube channel for this one. We'll put the link in our notes.
1: As travelers who enjoy exploring, you may like to go beyond borders, wherever they are. In this episode, we're exploring the city of Lisbon. We'll also discover some logistics for those of you who may want to visit someday and a peek into one of Lisbon's hospitals. In part two, we'll explore north to Porto and south to the Algarve, so stay tuned for that next week.
0: Before arrival, we had to have the rapid antigen COVID test done within 48 hours prior to boarding. Airlines are now requiring you to complete a pre-boarding app where you input all your vaccine and COVID testing documentation. If you're connecting through another country like we did with London, expect to have to fill out a form for each country you stop in. Travellers from the U.S. or Canada also don't need any visas to travel to Portugal, just your passports.
1: For money, Portugal uses the Euro, which is a little stronger than the U.S. dollar. One dollar equals about 85 cents in Euros. It's a good idea to have a small amount, say 50 to 100 Euros, with you prior to arrival so you don't have to change money at the airport, which usually has the worst exchange rate. Once you're away from the airport, you can use any bank machine to pull money from your debit card just do it in larger amounts to minimize fees. You can also just bring US cash and exchange it in a money changer in town. Many small cafes and businesses only take cash, so you need to keep some on you at all times. At more upscale, busy, or tourist locations, credit cards are almost always accepted as with hotels. Make sure your credit card doesn't charge for foreign transactions before you travel and consider putting a travel notice in your credit card account to minimize the chance of getting put on hold.
0: One of the things that makes Portugal so easy to enjoy is that most people speak at least some English. It's always good to memorize important phrases like hello, thank you, toilet, etc., but you can pretty much get by very easily in English. While we typically like to be as flexible as possible and we don't book much accommodation before arrival, We always book the first few nights so we can get situated. It's also helpful since the airlines may require an arrival address for COVID tracking reasons.
1: The same applies for car rentals. Since there's no penalty to cancel most car rentals, we recommend you book in advance to get a good rate. You definitely don't want car if you're going to stay in Lisbon, but if you're exploring beyond the city, then a car is a great way to get around. The roads are easy to navigate outside the city and well maintained. Gas is one of those things that makes you realize how cheap it is in the US. When converted to gallons, the gas in Portugal was over $8 US per gallon. Typically the cars are smaller and more efficient which helps offset the cost, so don't take the upgrade to a larger vehicle if it's offered. We drove up to Porto on one tank of gas in a Fiat which costs 55 euros to fill up. If you take that faster toll road, tack on another 20 euros to that.
0: A must-have is a working phone since it's used for mapping, translating, texting, reservations, pretty much everything. You have several options depending on your current provider. T-Mobile doesn't charge for data usage outside the US, and you can use an app to make calls if needed. We have Verizon who charges $10 a day to keep our data and calls available, which is fine for short trips, but not for three weeks, which is what we're doing this time. It's really easy to purchase a SIM card at the airport and have them swap it out for you. It means you will have a new Portugal phone number and you can't access your current texts from your friends and family back in the US, but the price is between 30 to 40 euros for the month, so it's really affordable. If you have an iPhone, you can still use iMessage, but you're out of luck with your non-iPhone friends. Now
1: to the fun things about Lisbon. To start with, the number of pastry shops here is incredible. Is in the busy areas, there are two to three on every block and they are all busy. This is where most locals grab a coffee and a pastry in the morning to start the day. They usually just stand at the counter and drink their coffee and have a pastry, while the tourists typically get seated on an outdoor table nearby so they can take their time. No one walks around with a coffee in their hand in Lisbon.
0: The custard tarts are the national specialty and they're absolutely incredible a delightful custard mix in a light pastry shell that is usually served warm and is typically served alongside a coffee. There's also another 20 or so types of savory and sweet pastries to choose from, usually made with some combination of egg yolks and sugar. The savory options also include another national specialty, the codfish cakes. These are small cakes made of mashed potato mixed with codfish and herbs and then baked with cheese in the center. Don't expect to lose any weight here.
1: We're not very good foodies as we rarely take pictures of our meals, but fish is the dominant specialty here. It's always fresh and served with potatoes or rice and vegetables. You can eat for two weeks with a different dish every night and not repeat a meal. As is typical in this area, they eat quite late, so sitting down at 8 or 9 p.m. for dinner is not at all that unusual. Top that off with a glass of port afterwards and you are living the true Portugal lifestyle.
0: As for things to do and see in Lisbon, the history is what really stands out. Cobblestone streets everywhere that are hundreds of years old. Homes and businesses built in and around castle walls that wind their way through the city. The castle on top of the town called Castelo de Jorge towers over the old town of Lisbon and is the obvious thing to see here. The views from it are incredible And while you can only walk around the walls and the inner courtyards, it's really worth it for the views of the city and the ability to climb around in a well-preserved real castle dating back over 2,000 years.
1: Lisbon is a very walkable city with wide sidewalks and many pedestrian-only streets. There are plenty of stairs as Lisbon is quite hilly, but we found them to be a great exercise in between the many meals and pastries we are eating. If you want to prefer tours, and explore the city that way. There are tons to choose from. Anything from food and wine tours, to castle and history tours, kayak and snorkeling caves, riverboat and cycling tours. There are many guides available to show you the way.
0: A super fun way to explore the city once you've done your quota of stairs is on one of the trams or funiculars. In high season, the trams can be jam packed, but one of the benefits of traveling in shoulder seasons is gaining a little bit of elbow room. Similar to the ones in San Francisco, the trams are perfect for the steep hills and narrow streets. While you have to pay an exact change on the trams, you can drop by any metro station for a one or two day ticket, which gives you unlimited rides and is usually the best deal.
1: When cruise ships are in town, everything is much busier. We had lunch in the Overlook two days prior and there were very few people. Today, with the cruise ships in port, people are walking everywhere and seats are hard to find.
0: We tracked down one of the local hospitals in Lisbon and found it to be a mix of old stately buildings, modern signage, and mixed with some old dilapidated buildings that would make you wonder if they're still in operation. Entering the emergency room, however, was a stark contrast as facilities were clean, modern, and spacious. I couldn't get past the check-in area to explore, so we have very limited footage inside. Pharmacies are all over the city, with green digital signs in the shape of a cross that quickly become familiar as you see them everywhere. Inside, they're more like small CVS or Walgreens stores, No medications are available to see, so we assume they're protected in the back areas. But staff are available to assist with general health questions and guidance.
1: The Portuguese love their gardens and they're beautiful to explore. Even though this wasn't the time of year for full bloom, these tranquil parks are relaxing and there was still much to see. We ended up taking the tram down the river to the next town to see the cool castle built in the sand. Then took the boat back up to the city center. It's pretty surreal watching a huge cruise ship go by a castle that's hundreds of years old. We highly recommend a trip on the river, as it is a great way to see the city from another perspective. They can be anything from short thirty-minute ferry ride to an hour or two with drinks. Time, in, time it with the sunset on the Tagus River, looking out over the Atlantic Ocean.
0: That's it for now. We're closing out an amazing three days in Lisbon. You can easily spend a week here and have plenty to do. Tune in to us next week for part two of Exploring Portugal and find out about what the rest of the country has to offer. Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at TravCon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.